hello, hello. Game Quest. Let's do this welcome. shit. Yeah. Welcome. Here's a welcome. It's for somebody. It may not be yours. Yeah, if you listen to this episode. Get the fuck out. Let's go. You can win this welcome. You have to listen to the whole thing. Listen to the end. Like, comment, subscribe. Hit that fucking bell to join the bell gang. Yeah. You also right. have to buy a $5 double contract box from Taco Bell to be entered to win. So did we did we get a Taco Bell endorsement that I didn't know about? Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. You kept that one all to yourself, huh? <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, I did. I actually had some friends that were in a band that Taco Bell fucking endorsed them for a brief period and they got like discounted or free food while they were on the road. See, anyone can do it. Anyone. You just have to be really good at making music. Or swindling, I, I guess. I am, and I'm also good at that. <laughs> <laughs> hey, who are you, by the way? I'm Trace. Oh, hi, Trace. Nice to meet you. Uh, my name is Jordan. I, I live here. Hey, n- nice to meet you. Who's that weird guy over there? Uh, I think he just shat in the corner. I, who's yeah, that? this is Jacob. How you doing? Oh, Jacob shit in the corner. Of course, it's fucking Jacob. All right, I've met this asshole before. All right, well, Jacob's kicked off. Uh, oh, we have somebody to replace him. Uh, who's that? Yeah, ah, who's Matt. this suave, beautiful gentleman? <laughs> Hello. Hey, Matt, what's up? Picture me swishing my long golden locks back. <laughs> some horrible cover of some horrible romance novel. Ooh. I want to see Matt on the cover of a romance <laughs> novel now. Yeah, let me stick All my right. gut out. Let's make it happen. What you looking at my gut fur? I got, I got connections. Let's go. Fucking mustard tiger. That's the name of the book. <laughs> you fucking mustard tiger. God damn it. So this is a podcast about fucking dorky shit. Things that you probably can't talk <laughs> if about. If you couldn't fucking tell. You, if, you, if you have a topic that you struggle to talk about with other people, it probably gets touched on here. Unless it's like <laughs> how you want to kill people or something like that (laughs) we also touch on that don't worry look we touch on a lot of things let's be real (laughs) you know things we're not supposed to touch on but this is a podcast (laughs) about video game and otherwise nerd culture so we're gonna hit this shit off with some fucking news jordan right um why are we introducing this like we haven't done this for seven years at this point what if what if somebody (laughs) what if somebody i don't always start podcasts from the first episode I, I mean, I feel like if they found it, then they read the description, and the description says something along the lines of video games, I'm assuming. This is actually a podcast where we only talk about Legos and uh, cannabis dab mats, actually. We've, we just rebranded right now. Uh, you did not put that to a vote. It has been stricken from the record, and we're going to move on to news. <laughs> oh. Yeah, we're going to throw it over the news desk. Yeah, the the biggest Lego news, which comes out of uh, Electronic Arts, of all people, you know, they're big in the Lego space. There's the the John Madden Lego set. Everybody loves it. Better than the video game, they say. (laughs) Playing with Legos is better than playing Madden. (laughs) I'm sure somebody feels that way. I actually think I would agree. Yeah, I can agree with that one, too. (laughs) I'd rather screw out Legos. So two I haven't of played Madden in like 10 years, so... <laughs> well, you know who has been playing Madden the last 10 years? Lots of people. Yeah. So EA had their earnings call, and EA is nothing but very open about their financials. And let's just say they talked a lot of shit this time. I'll boil it down to the basic things that I really want to talk about. The first of which is... They got a lot of money from their sports stuff. They got a lot of money from their live game stuff. 
to the point where they're going to focus on live games going forward. So things like Apex Legends or just other, you know, they've been doing this annual shooter for this annual shooter thing for a long time now. And they're going to try to stretch those out into some live games, which I don't hate the idea of. I definitely got to a a point. Yeah, and it makes money. So why the fuck not, right? Just keep the dumb loot boxes out of it. And that then you won't kill another Star Wars game. Am I right? Yeah, right. I'm not right, because that game is far from dead. That game sold a lot of copies. No, anyway. It's, it's good. Before people <laughs> um, it's real fun right now. So, yeah, yeah. It, it made a rocky launch. But um, that said, they're still holding fast to this like annual shooter thing. And grouped in there with Battlefield and Battlefront will now be Apex Legends. In some way, shape, or form, they're saying that 2020 is going to be Apex as their annual shooter. I'm assuming some sort of giant update to it or something like that uh you know what i'd really like to see them do with uh, it's titanfall three yeah just put some fucking mechs (laughs) in there and let's go come on Uh, i would hate that so hard that would not be cool for me well then you just get rid of all the battle royale shit and just name it titanfall three and we're good why don't you just let them make a titanfall three you can have two games, Matt. Crusade two games can exist at the same time. I don't Matt just needs another battle royale removed from the from the internet. <laughs> I mean, look, if that's what you feel, if that's what's in your heart, yeah, Apex was okay. Like, I don't understand three it. Three days but... that I was into it. Yeah, and people are into it for three days consecutively for a long time, it seems. It's making a lot of money. <laughs> um, so coincidentally, the 2020 let's say holiday 2020, right? Cause that's usually when these things come out. If apex is their annual shooter, well, it's also coming out on new consoles. So that would be the prime time for some sort of like big ass update. Don't you think just a bit? Yeah, I would think so. So they confirmed that they also said, and I think this is the most speculative part of this whole thing. EA is going to expand its lineup of annual sports games with a new title. Now, fuck y'all think that is. It's sports games with an annual title. Oh, I know what it is. We're going to like a new sports game. Esports 2020. That's what it's going to be. Doesn't make any sense. It's uh, it's NCAA. Uh If they do NCAA. Ah, You didn't think I was going to fucking know that. So I'm going to take this shit right now. Drop it. Drop uh, it. California is allowing college students or college athletes to be paid based on their likeliness and based on their brand. So that but wait, is fucking huge. But wait, take it back, Jordan. Uh, the whole NCAA has approved this. That's fucking awesome. The entirety of the NCAA will now allow their athletes to profit off their name, image, and likeness. Cool, they're Damn, athletes. Yes, fucking South Park was like three seasons too early for that, weren't they? Well, aren't they usually? <laughs> Didn't they cover R. Kelly like a long time ago? Yeah, oh, they've yeah. done a lot of shit that unfortunately <laughs> comes true. <laughs> Them and The Simpsons, you know, you talk a lot. Of, you, if you talk enough, you're going to get some stuff right, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's so fucking cool. I'm. I mean, okay. There's. A, I know people are interested in college sports a lot. Like, I would say as much as uh, the NFL. Probably more for some of those alumni. It, it's like religion <laughs> right insane. oh was that were you were you done with that i guess so <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking of of like who who's uh who's gonna be playing the shit out of these games and i think it's gonna be a lot of folks well oh definitely and it is maybe it's like a rose-colored glasses sort of situation but 
the football games or the NCAA football games were always better in my mind than Madden was. I can tell you right now, I spent way more time playing the NCAA games than Madden. So when those yeah. games came out, did the athletes just not get anything? No were... student athlete has ever gotten paid, even okay. if they were on the cover, any, even if they were except for Johnny something. Manziel. Well, <laughs> you uh, remember that? Uh, sure. He was a college student who like signed a football for someone. Oh, I mean, they got, all do that. Got a bunch of shit. I think he took money for it. I mean, Reggie Bush was involved in a very big thing where he received money for like a jersey or something. Yeah. Um, this this happens enough to the point where they should just be paying these people so that they can actually yeah. like afford to live and stuff. Um, but yeah, the the old football games of yesterday, or, you know, all these college sports games from yesteryear had player, random ass name and number. So, like, obviously, you're like, oh, I'm the quarterback for USC. My number is seven. I'm a tall white dude. This tall white dude named Joe mm. Smith who wears number seven, that's obviously me. Right? Like, okay. Yeah. Technically, it's not, which was how EA got away with it for so long. Uh, and then the cover athletes were only people who are already in the professional sport. They, okay. they, were never, they were never putting someone who was still in college on the cover of those games. So, it's not somebody they had to pay. It's somebody who's already getting paid. Yep. Well, somebody they can, can they can pay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Holy shit. Okay. Jordan well, we regret to inform you that Jordan has just passed away, apparently. No, I'm not going to say that because we, we curse people here. Oh, oh, he's back. He's alive. Okay. I've resurrected hey, my Jordan. Discord. My Good Discord music. died. Um, oh, dead. anyway. I, I'm, my anxiety I'm just went through gonna... the roof. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh man, what do I got to do? Are, are we just going to end it? Do I got to <laughs> try just... and do we got to try and make an hour of me and Matt? Uh, you got to pull up that news. Go. Hereditary. Yeah, well, you can, well, you'll do that later. Uh, I'm not going to try to recant exactly what I said. But anyway, I just wanted to pose a little thought experiment for you guys. Um, do you know what else is happening in 2020 in the world of sports? Like is any union Patriots union are going to win another Super Bowl. Yeah, like, well, I mean, that's that's a given and, and I'll vomit all over the place. It'll be fine. Um, unless they play the Rams again. Fuck the Rams. I don't care. No. Uh, the seismic shift that is happening in the world of football specifically is that the XFL is coming back. So what if? Can you give me what the X is? Uh, extreme. extreme. Oh, shit, it is. Um, okay, so you, you are not aware of the XFL then, I take. No. What is it? Is um, it like... Would you like to know who started the XFL? Or wait, would you, you, know like this you slice. know this? <laughs> would you like to guess about what uh, seated sports mogul would start a football league called the extreme football league okay i don't is it occam's razor just dana white no but you're okay. close vince mcmahon vince mcfucking yep. man <laughs> Two guesses I, got. <laughs> <laughs> no I mean, okay so is it pretty, like wwe or is it it is, it is not uh or it was not let's say because okay so what's the difference between the nfl and xfl please so, give me all the reasons i'll be quiet originally um it, it ran for a single season in 2001 and it was originally a thing where it was like hey we're gonna have like less rules you know the football watching public's like fucking you can't hit anybody anymore the sport's dead this is not the football i grew up on well that was like what vince wanted he's like hey you're you don't get all these rules you don't get these penalties uh you know within reason and there were people with like 
just dumb names on the back of their shirt. You know, they didn't have to have their real names on their jerseys and all that sort of stuff. Um, coincidentally, the XFL actually invented the sky cam, which is super popular in the NFL right now. That's awesome. Uh, the, yeah. So just, just shit like that. Um, and so he's bringing it back and do they wear pads? They do. They wear pads, okay. but it is fucking. They were hitting brutal. each other. Like, like, like yeah, <laughs> this is like full on. Fucking, there are up. no rules. I yeah. never look, fucking knew that the extreme football league existed. And I <laughs> forgive me for that, but I'm very like happy I said, that I learned it on this day, 728 PM, uh, October 30th, the day before Halloween. <laughs> happy solstice to everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you should look it up. It was, um, it was interesting. It wasn't quite like lawless NFL blitz type shit, but there were some gimmicks and like the rules were changed and like, they don't carry give a, a fuck knife. about concussion. There was like violence was a part of it. And like, there was plenty of sex appeal going on and all this other stuff. It's, it's a Vince McMahon production, you know? Right. Uh, anyway, that's coming, that's coming back next year. And I just have this, like, what if EA made an XFL game? That'd be great. That That'd be great. Would be, I would play that. That would be the kind of dumb fun that I would be into. <laughs> yeah. You know how many fucking quarters I put into NFL Blitz at the Dairy Queen in Kingman? Uh, Probably a lot. At least 10. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not a lot. That's, <laughs> that's a few dollars. Anyway, uh, <laughs> EA also said that we're not getting a new Battlefield till 2022, which I think is fine. fine. And that game could use some work. Um, they also casually mentioned, well, not really casually, but they also said that the most exciting news, EA is coming back to Steam. They're putting their games on Steam. They're putting Origin on Steam, sort of, um, Origin Access somehow. The pass is going to be on there. Yeah, that's the access thing, right? Yeah, so I don't, this raises more questions than it has answers, to be honest with you. Because, like, back in the day when Origin launched, there was the ability for you to put in Steam keys for your EA games and it would unlock them on Origin. Now, though, if you go back to Steam, you cannot go the other way. You will have to buy your games again. You'll have to do all that sort of shit. So that sounds like Steam cooperated and EA isn't. I Who knows, right? Like, honestly, if Steam wanted to do that, they could probably do that without EA's help. But yeah okay never mind it does kind of make because they're just saying nope we're not going to take the loss on it we could take the loss and say hey you've already bought this game come join us over here at steam they could be the cool uncle here but no they're being the fucking drunk grandpa yeah and so theoretically this is going to work a lot like a lot of other games on steam do where it's like hey you boot up jedi fallen order for instance on steam and it just like loads a uplay client or not a uplay an origin client and that runs as well. Uh, they did say something about, in the case of like Apex, I think it was like stripping Origin out of it completely. I, I don't really understand all of the information that you know they they haven't given us all the information. I should say. Either way, though, it looks like the rest of EA stuff is going to be coming to Steam because if they have Origin access on there, that's like a shit ton of their catalog. So ipso facto, uh, Anthem will be on Steam soon. Mm. Okay. We all we all asked for it. We all wanted it. Yep. Um, we can it. we can all jump back in fresh and. <laughs> oh wait, wait, hold on. I'm gonna. I gotta go. I gotta go change my shorts because I just shit my pants at how fucking terrific that news was. Hang on. Everyone okay. wait. Everyone we'll wait. Give, we'll give you time. We'll edit out this waiting. And back. welcome okay. back, Trace. Okay. All right. See, I knew you were back before you. <laughs> 
<laughs> you knew I was back, or you knew that I never left? Uh, both. I keep so, a, I keep a change on my desk by me. Shit happens. Yeah, I I, well, I, I, I want to rewind. I want to take that back. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't. I didn't like that joke. <laughs> you don't. You don't get to take that back. Um, sorry. Oh, that one's going to the grave. All right, a couple more things for EA. Uh, they did also announce that um, Motive, EA Motive, is working on a new IP. Bioware, Dice, Maxis, and Criterion are all working on new projects. Pretty much the stuff you kind of expect. Um, in the world of their NBA Live game, however, which y'all probably didn't know this. Uh, I think we talked about it before, but NBA Live 20 was kind of pushed back a little bit. Um, yeah. Usually those games launch in like September. Well, they pushed it back, and now they have canceled it, uh, making the fourth time that an NBA Live game has been canceled in the past decade. And they're doing this in favor of getting it ready for new consoles, uh, getting the series ready, I should say. And, you know, about a year ago, as I played NBA Live 19, I was like, oh, man, this game's actually really good. In about another year or so, it might be better than the 2K games. What is well, different from Live yeah, I was thinking the 2K games all along. I was like, what the fuck? Wait, what were those what's two the separate questions? Between, yeah, what's the difference between live and 2K? I mean, is they just play studios? different. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So one's EA, one is uh, 2K. Like, oh. Yeah, no, these are different worlds. I literally right? thought it was just because we were in the year, the, the 2000s. Well, no, like that was their thing, right? Like oh, they launched they on... Oh, we're 2K. Yeah, they launched on the Dreamcast with uh, NFL 2K in the year 2000. And... I like I don't know if that's why their studio was named 2K. I er, Okay, hold on. That is not the name of their studio. Okay. <laughs> it is Visual Concepts, I'm sorry, and they're owned by Take 2, the Take owners 2K. of Yeah, well Take 2K obviously. Um yeah, but they make all the 2K games in any case. Okay. And then EA makes the NBA Lives, the Maddens of the world. Um nobody makes a baseball game because they don't want to apparently. There's one on Xbox. There used to be. Well, oh. there's there is RBI Baseball now, which is made by the Major League Baseball company, whatever the fuck, and it's not very good. But the only one that matters is MLB The Show on PlayStation, and we could talk for days about sports licensing and video games, and we would probably get nowhere. So I just want to say I think it's a bummer. I think NBA Live 20 was going to be good, given what last year's was, and I guess I'll revisit it on a PlayStation five or whatever. Oh yeah. The show 19 came out in March. Correct. This, and it sucked was for, it good? for no, for PlayStation. And that is a good game. Oh, okay. PlayStation. I, th- I think mind. even Matt can vouch PlayStation. for that. For what? For uh, the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you okay, Matt? Do you need to go get a cup is that of coffee? Really old one from like PS one. No, it came out earlier this year in March. Literally the one that came out this year. And oh, was we're talking MLB <laughs> now. Shit, dude. I was <laughs> lost for a second. Yes. MLB The Show is actually <laughs> what I'm going to be talking about today, so it's very good. I'm enjoying that. Yeah, it's, they make good ass games. Anyway, let's move on from the, all this stuff because Matt is quickly <laughs> yeah, Matt, losing his you, life over there. I want you to go and pour yourself a cup of coffee, but I want you to fill it only. Oh no, I, I'm awake. I, I was just reading take. another fucking thing and just not paying attention. So. And then I want you to take some whiskey and fill that mug the rest of the way up and then you'll be back with us. Okay, why whiskey and not like I don't know, some Baileys, something that's supposed Baileys? to go in coffee? Mm, fine. Fine. That gets a fine. Okay. <laughs> All right, let's, let's... <laughs> 
Let's move on to some other stuff, including more financial reports, this time from Ubisoft. Uh, they came out. Oh, I thought and we were just going to talk about like our own financial earnings and spending <laughs> of the month. You know, all right, guys. No, I'm finally in a place where I probably shouldn't be talking about that because I don't know if you know this or not, but I am now a millionaire. Um, so you are tax breaks for this guy. All right. No what a change since we last discussed finances yeah. <laughs> since seven days ago. Yeah, I won the lottery. It was great. Um, Congratulations, man. Yeah, you know, it's it's it feels good. Um, for some reason, I still have to go to work tomorrow. I don't understand. But hmm. in any case, we're not talking about me or you or Matt. We're talking about Ubisoft. And they came out and said kind of what we already knew in that uh, Ghost Recon Breakpoint did not do very well for them. And surprisingly, Shucker. the Division 2 did not hit expectations, apparently, which I Despite don't know. That being one of That's the best selling titles of yeah, that makes yeah. Sense. Well, the beginning of the year was kind of shit. Like I'll I'll give them Anthem was in the beginning of you know what I mean. So it may have been in June one of the best selling games of the year, but they apparently wanted it to be bigger, and I think that sort of makes sense. Like the conversation around the Division Two has uh, all but died. Even as they keep releasing new stuff, it's like nobody gives a shit about that game because everybody's back in Destiny or everybody's still playing Rainbow Six on the Ubisoft side or whatever. So, like, I understand that. Um, And so because of this and because of what uh, their CEO said about trying to space out their open world games a little more, you know, having Division and then Breakpoint, which admittedly was like, isn't this kind of the Division again? Um, They're trying to space those out a little more. So they have delayed... Uh, Gods and Monsters, Rainbow Six Quarantine, and Watch Dogs Legion into essentially delaying them a year um, into their next fiscal year, which starts in April of next year. Uh, it's kind of a Probably bummer because I thing. <laughs> it's it's going to be a good thing in the long run um, because they you know get more time to work on them. In the case of Watch Dogs, like that game seems highly ambitious, and them getting more time would be, I'm sure, nothing but beneficial for them. Uh, that said. I, you know, it's it's really unfortunate because they just launched this Uplay Plus thing and it was kind of easy to bank on like, oh, I'll subscribe for a couple months, play Ghost Recon. OK, that sucked. I'll, you know, I'll let it ride till Watch Dogs comes out in March. Well, that's not happening. So <laughs> now just going to cancel and not worry about it because wait, it's be honest, canceled. No, cancel the the subscription. Oh, OK, because, because I the game Watch Dogs got canceled. I was like, wait, no. got delayed. No, they have not canceled anything except maybe that Skull and Bones because we haven't heard about that thing in a long ass time. So <laughs> who knows? But no, they they just got pushed back and everything, and it just makes their subscription service seem a lot less appealing when you don't get you know six months from now the new Watch Dogs game or whatever. Right. Um, but they did say that they're going to kind of radically support Breakpoint. Um, kind of doubling down on the immersiveness. I know that's Trace's favorite word, mm. but like making the survival elements matter a little more and like that sort of stuff, just kind of to di- differentiate itself from Wildlands, which is essentially the same game, but better <laughs> on, a, on a technical <laughs> and a lot of aspects, uh, which has me excited. Like I, I said when it was announced, like I would love this game to just be this super hardcore like survival thing. And it just, it just isn't that it's, Wildlands, but buggy and with super annoying, but totally inconsequential like survival mechanics. So we will see how that goes. But more bad news coming down the pipeline. Just 
probably like an hour after all this Ubisoft stuff happened, uh, Naughty Dog announced that Last of Us 2 is going to be delayed until May of next year. I'm okay with that. Take all the time you need for that. Because yeah, it's going to be like, good no matter what. I don't have a problem with it. It's just, it's really weird. Because like, maybe a month before that, you had Neil Druckmann, you oh, know, addressing press and being like, hey guys, it's coming. Here's our date, February 21st. And everyone's like, oh, fuck yeah, great. You know, we've been waiting for this for so long. And then like a month later, oh, he's oh, like, oh, yeah, we misjudged oh, it by like, Four months. Yeah, four months. Like we made a mm, fucky wucky. Sorry. Look, look. Everybody's talking about crunch. We don't want to do that. We're gonna take an extra four months. Uh, that's a bad joke. Naughty Dog, hopefully, does not have that problem right now. But still, <laughs> I I am not upset by this. They can, I you know, I don't get upset by delays anyway. But I feel like them taking the extra time also means that there's gonna be some sort of uh port ready for the PlayStation 5 which I think would be really smart on their part and yeah take take the time take the time you need guys just give us that game eventually before I die I've got what two years left that'd be great right <laughs> before I'm swallowed by a uh, ocean rising <laughs> was that a climate change comment yeah oh yeah All definitely right. <laughs> <laughs> Climate change, flat earth, they go together and uh, everybody dies. It's fine. Uh, something else that is dying on the Sony side is PlayStation View. Their television service um, did not catch on. In the little I used it, it was not awesome to use. And they will just be shutting that down in the beginning of next year. So if anyone still uses that, uh, my condolences, but you can now save your money. Yeah, I need to go find another thing. I actually like to view. Well, you have until January 30th to continue <laughs> liking you view. And then, I don't know, apparently people are using YouTube TV, whatever the fuck. Uh, um, YouTube TV is absolute ass. And so is Hulu's and every other one. It's as if TV is ass. Yeah, pretty much. I have this thing on my TV and I don't know, you have a Samsung, you probably have it too. There's like their free like TV thing where it just pulls videos from the internet all the time. Yeah, that it's got all the mystery science theater, all the old shit. So yeah, I ever watch on that. And it has like a dog, the bounty hunter channel and yeah. shit. Yeah, <laughs> it's got all those random fucking shit. It's great. Not really, um, not really what I'm looking for most of the time. But um, there's also a like IGN channel that's kind of fun sometimes. So yeah, they've got the fucking Felicia Day's old. Yeah. The the yeah, I know what you're talking about. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. All right. Um last bit of just the worst news we could possibly find today, I think, until later. Um oh hey, Jacob's here. Holy Oh, shit. it's gonna get juicy. All right, Jacob's not here. The sound's um, not coming through my headphones. Oh you here, sound but I can't undeafen myself because then it'll just echo. <laughs> this is the this best is podcast episode daily, we've ever made. Weekly uh, podcast. I'm on it. Uh, okay, bye. Fuck. Okay, bye. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, that was a shit show. That pretty much uh, sums up this entire experience, doesn't it? Um, all right, Matt. Uh, speaking of shit shows, I want you to do your best to explain what the fuck happened at Kotaku this week uh, it's not kotaku it's dead spin well okay yes kotaku is being caught in the crossfire the, like. the fallout in the former gawker media space yes 
So that entire series of sites, so Deadspin, Kotaku, Lifehacker, I think Jezebel's part of that, all, all that, all the Gawker Media sites were bought out by a venture capitalist, although I've seen vulture capitalists thrown around this week as well, a uh, group headed by some guy that used to work for Forbes. Apparently he's like a big deal kind of shit. Um, basically told the guys at Deadspin to stick to sports and that's it. And Deadspin, like all of them, they always have some kind of political thing that they're talking about or something. Like Kotaku with all the Blizzard shit in China. Apparently they got told to stick to their Nintendos by this guy. Um, Ooh. So that should tell you just how, uh, you know, how dumbass, how out of touch this idiot is. Um, So the stories that I've been reading have all pointed that these guys come in, try to make as much fucking money as they can in the shortest amount of time. So they started putting not one auto-playing, auto-sound ad, but like multiple on one website page at a time that would play at the exact same time. So you just get this cacophony of noise. And uh, the Kotaku guys are the first ones that lashed out against it, basically writing an article and posting it saying like, hey, this isn't us. If you want to fix it, get over and email this email that's going to go up to the corporate guys. And like, Maybe an hour later, that thing got stripped down. Uh, they've been getting a lot of blowback from said venture group that's uh, like really petty. Like they'll put like really shittily done articles or something with tags like "fuck." I don't even remember. It was like "stick to something" or uh, I'd have to go find the article. But basically, yeah, but it was putting up under here. tags that were derogatory towards the writers and just like being lashed out against like that. And then, so then the Deadspin guy, Deadspin is like the sports oriented section of the guard. The one that should stick to sports. Yeah. Yeah. The one that sticks to sports. Exactly. So the head editor, I believe of there actually got fired for not sticking to sports. And now all of a sudden Deadspin is now having a mass exodus as of today to where a lot of people are just flat out leaving and saying, fuck you, you're running a running this company that was fairly decent into the ground just to make as much money as you can before you, you know, kick it to the curb completely. And so well, that is super shitty. Hey, I can talk now and hear you guys, by the way. I've got 15 sound, minutes on my break at like work. Shit. Oh, you yeah. I'm talking to you through my, radio. my $30 Apple headphones. Um, uh, shout out to Apple for their great products. Can you step out of the tunnel, please? What if I, uh, if I hold my headphone <laughs> oh. like people do when they're walking down the street? Is that any better? Oh, or am I just rubbing it's... it into my mustache? My ears hurt so badly. Uh, but, Jacob, oh. you're reporting from the field. I need you to uh, report from the field. Well, I was just going to say, like, it's real shitty, that all this Kotaku stuff. Should I even bother talking? Should I just leave? No, you, no you you're, you're fine. You <laughs> okay. Uh, but it's fucking rad to see all these people, like, stick up for their coworkers and be like, no, fuck you. Like, I wish I was in a position where if I was at a place like that, I could just walk out and be like, fuck you. You guys are assholes. I don't need this shit. They don't need this shit. Fuck you, I'm out. But, like, there's no way I would ever be able to, like, just walk out of a job and not have to worry about you know, which I'm sure these people are also like, yeah, well, uh, what, what are we going to do now? Why is but... it so commendable, I think? Because one of them was like, literally, oh, Barry, the editor that got fired, he's not there anymore? Yeah, neither am I. Bye. Like, holy shit, yeah. you're literally giving up your job of five years to walk out because of this shit. So good on you for sticking it up. 
sticking up for him. Well, yeah, and I mean, this is this is made better uh, from that standpoint by the fact that they they have unionized. They are part of a union, and they have union the purpose support. for that is to that union is going to support them and fight for them. Um, you know, with w- getting a new job, getting some sort of restitution for you know the they had somewhere I saw like uh, the the article that all of this information first came to light. Uh, that Matt sent over to me uh, no longer exists for one reason or another. And so, you know, I'm, I'm trying to piece this together via Twitter at this point, but um, there was something said about something drafted by the new owners of the company that was not within union rules and stuff like that. So they, they apparently have already had a fight and go- are going to continue to have a fight. And the, the whole thing is, is just, fucking wild at this point and i hope all these people end up landing on their feet sooner rather than later because a lot of these people are really good at what they do and what they do is not just sticking to sports etc um because that's that's not how the sports world works you know that's not how any of these worlds work in modern times so that that's them firing jason schreier when he is the best games journalist around kind of shit so it's it's petty it's stupid and good for them go make your own site and i'll fucking follow you over there because i am not reading any of that shit at the moment yeah i bet i bet he if he wants to he can land wherever the fuck he wants to or he can start his own thing with you know deadspin writers whatever um he can write his own ticket in that space i believe oh yeah he has not been let go for some you know plagiarism thing like that dude over at ign and even he found a new job so yeah there's a lot of big companies doing shitty things to uh their uh their players and their employees and fortunately i think everybody supports will support like the people that got fired and shit and just like if if blitzchung had to start streaming i'm sure they they would have gathered a following just on the fact that they were fucked over by blizzard yeah so that's neat. I like, I mean, it sucks that companies are being shitty. Really sucks. Hope something gets done about it. Hope it stops. But I like that. I like seeing people come together to be like, hey, it's fine. Fuck them. Yeah. yeah and that's like the good part of social media and the internet, right? And we don't see that very often. And it's it's refreshing to hear. Right. I hope it all, I hope it all pans out. Truly. Moving on to the next thing. Some, some cheerier news, let's say, uh, for one myself we talked a few probably a few months back now about starbreeze and them not having enough money to survive the rest of the year and all this stuff well through all that financial difficulty somehow some way uh development has restarted on payday two <laughs> so what um, drug money. <laughs> not not drug money i'll tell you that much but heist money heist money um (laughs) so uh, you know this this is a good and a bad depending on who you are depending on how apt you are to get triggered by shit long time ago the payday 2 developers were like hey we're gonna support this game for like fucking five years or whatever it is free dlc up your ass here it comes well they're still doing that but they also are shifting back to offering paid dlc because hey they need that to make their studio fucking float right so a lot of people got pissed off about this yeah, a lot of people are super, super up in arms. Um, fuck the people or fuck the the developers? No, fuck the people that are like mad yeah. that they're going back to paid. Yeah, fuck them. There you go. Fuck those people. That's what I say. Uh, that's How much free shit have they been pushing out? You're not going to pay 
ten bucks for a new map or some shit like that, eat ass. Right. You don't you don't like it, don't fucking buy it. Like that's that's the end of this argument. I don't care who you are. Uh, but I think it's great. I think that game is great. Obviously, I've talked about that uh, for, you know, probably at least a cumulative 10 hours of my life. So I'm, I'm all into that. And I just I don't know how this happened. I don't know how they came around out of this, like, financial ruin. And we're like, hey, go back to work, you know, and also I'm legitimately shocked that there were still people at that studio to work if they had this like financial trouble they weren't just like all right see you later guys bye you know a um telltale situation etc uh-huh. um and i must wonder if it was like you know people were starting to leave and then like hey we got money so they came back i mean you've been working on a game for however many of years if if it was me and you know there wasn't enough money i had to move somewhere else but they're like yo we got funding you want to come back Fuck yeah, dude. I put so much time and money that I mean, I guess not money, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Time and like emotional currency and all this shit. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anyone, I mean, I'm sure some people left, but I don't know if there was this like abandoned ship mentality that happened, but they didn't say like, Hey, we're restaffing to work on payday two again. It was like, Hey, we're, we're getting back to work. Here we go. So uh, that's just, that's impressive. I don't, I think Starbreeze is in like uh, Sweden or something. And so, uh, yes, they're in Stockholm. So I know that Sweden has like some form of stipend for the creative arts or something like that. (laughs) What that too. Yes. Um, (laughs) so I don't know if that plays into it or what the situation is. This would all be highly speculative in my point uh, at this point for me, but, um, that's cool. I think that's cool. And I'm glad they survived and can hopefully continue to survive with, you know, resuming development on this. As long as not too many people got flamed out and fucking left or whatever, but who knows? However, speaking of leaving, Matt, this one's for you. Shroud, popular Twitch streamer and all around just really good video game player. Why is this for Matt? I have Shroud. Yeah, I was on that's night. more like I don't, it's, it's kind of it's just kind of a joke. Oh, there. oh, I, oh I, okay. I do that sometimes. Man, I'm really I bad at yes and sorry. Yeah um shroud is leaving twitch and going over to mixer exclusively following in the footsteps of ninja um there also was another streamer who did this which i'm sorry he's he's not as high profile and i don't remember his name uh so microsoft apparently is making a huge push and this has me thinking what kind of mixer integration they're going to build into their new xbox to try and continue to push the like you know that That service over a twitch yeah i didn't even think about that Mixer is I mean, really cool. I don't know if, if you guys have ever been on it, but I've watched no. people. You I, can have an entire group of like people streaming like their own screens and Mixer will put all of the all of the streams together and all of the voice chat and shit. Yeah, Mixer on a like technological level blows Twitch out of the water from my understanding. Like well, and just content they're getting to where they're about to blow Twitch out of the water. Ninja and Stroud are two of the biggest fucking streamers on there. Yeah, so the the like most interesting thing about this is um, I saw somewhere the um, like the numbers, right? So like the numbers of Twitch and Ninja pr- respectively when that move happened. There was a big jump in his viewership on Mixer, but it has since like died down to a point where apparently Microsoft was like, "Oh, we need to get someone else," right? Because I think that people are like more attached to the platform. You know, they have their Twitch app on their phone or whatever, and they're like, 
well, can't watch Ninja anymore. I'm just going to jump over to the second best Fortnite streamer or whatever, you know. So they're they're definitely doing the work to get people over, but it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like this fight is over or you know, it's far from over at this point because they they're still struggling quite a bit to get people to truly latch onto their service. Yeah. I don't know. I haven't played with it at all, so it's a, it's a cool service. And and like um well I was gonna say before, the Xbox One already does have like mixer stuff built like into integration. it. Like, yeah. So like if you um you know on your their UI is is still terrible. But like on the home screen if you go over say like Gears of War, it'll be like, oh here's like top Gears of War streamers and you can just watch them. Um or, you know, you can just hit a few buttons and you can start streaming. I mean, PlayStation does that too, but mm-hmm. uh, through through Twitch. Um, so, like, those integrations were pretty uh, pretty key, like, at the launch of these consoles. I can imagine they're only going to be that much better. So, from Microsoft's perspective, they could do, like, okay, you can stream to Twitch, or not to Twitch, to Mixer. But then you can also, like, on your console, do these overlays and, you know pair up your tablet with the second screen app and you know manage your chat that way or like they could go so far with this stuff and it seems like for my perspective like trying to get all these people over to mixer now seems like that is something that they're at least looking at going forward which would be huge like that could be a big separator between them and sony going forward that they have a massive streaming platform yeah or that it's just built in better Mm -hmm. you know like like sony could build in Twitch integration, but if it's not built in better, or if, if so many people have left Twitch that they don't fucking care, like this could be the, the Blu-ray HD DVD thing in its own right. Right. Like, because otherwise the consoles seem pretty on par. They've got their SSDs, you know, they have their CPUs and GPUs, which are pretty comparable at this point. So I don't know. It'll, it'll be interesting. And you know, it's all speculation at this point, but in about a year now, we should we should at least have quite a bit more information to you know make some sort of which one should you buy uh differentiation right yeah i feel like it comes down to brand though for a lot of people i mean brand and because i mean you look at the 360 right that thing was huge like fucking massive and it wasn't until the end where the playstation 3 started gaining more momentum right so was that the thing that made the PS4 dramatically outsell the Xbox one? Or was it that Microsoft's early message was, Hey, you can't play used games on this thing. Or is it just uh, a combination of both at that point? Like, I, like remember, I, think, I think that was huge. I remember Microsoft scaring people by saying that your Xbox would be listening to you. And I want to say that they lost a lot of sales when people were scared of the wiretap thing, but now the wiretap is fuck. Everyone's got one in their pockets and we all know it now. I feel like we all knew it before. Mm, I don't think so. What year did that come out? Uh, was that 15, 14? So it was before the election. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. This is everyone's brain was different after 2016. (laughs) Everyone's everything was different after 2016, man. I can tell you that much. (laughs) Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll, this is going to be the most interesting one to watch because, uh, you know, whereas with the 360 and the PS3, Sony stepped in some real shit. Uh, they were a year late and their box was a lot more expensive. And then we come back around and Microsoft steps in the shit and Sony takes off just like Microsoft did the generation before. Like, it'll be really interesting to see 
what causes the shift in this one, if nothing else, because there there is going to be a leader, and I just wonder what what the reason for that is. Because at this point, Sony has the games, and Microsoft has the kind of everything else. Yeah. yeah well, at this point, if you're going to buy an is... Xbox, just buy a fucking PC. Like, it's well, all that's the that's the other thing is all of their shit is coming to PC. So how do they how do they sell it? Do they you know have a super budget one where you you know, our hard drive only stream only. Well, I mean, an, an like... Xbox one already base model is, is already a budget gaming PC in terms of price point. I mean, a, a hyper budget, like a regular Xbox yeah. one is super cheap. Even the, you know, you could pay $500 for an Xbox one X and, you know, probably not even get like the PC that I have, which you know, I pieced together, but I probably didn't spend that much more than 500. So, and you can do a bunch of other shit, right? It'll so be, that's, I think that's, I think where they're going to be selling consoles is to, is to people that are more, uh, they prioritize less spending on video games and they, they're not willing to spend a thousand dollars on, or I would say a thousand dollars on like a brand new all at once first build. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if they can drive that price down enough that, yeah, that that could be where they sit, but who knows? It'll be interesting. That's that's what if damn PCs true. became five hundred dollars? That'd be cool. That's never gonna happen <laughs> uh, <laughs> unless you can get every single component manufacturer to work together somehow. To are we are we just forgetting about steam machines and how great that went over? Yeah, <laughs> steam machine. Those were glorified alienwares, though I believe, if I remember correctly. I mean, they were they were PCs. Like, were they glorified either? I mean, by somebody, but <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's essentially what that was. It was like, here's a pre-built PC that fits under your TV and costs about five hundred bucks. Like, it yeah, it just didn't happen. So, no, I think going that route would be, you know, if if that was their messaging, that would be um, a real bummer. But anyway, that's our news. It's our news. Y'all. That's our news. All right. Well, shit. I'm we did it. We back. made it through the news. <clears throat> Damn. Just in time a... to talk about just a few other things. Yeah. Just I well. Yeah. Because I didn't fucking do anything else, man. I played Destiny. That's all we did. Uh, well, I never I heard did. of it. Not... <laughs> we did the raid. We finally, for the first time in like I don't know two three weeks, we finally got a uh, another group together to run the raid. And we've all earned gear since then. We've all we all practiced. All all but Jacob. Jacob was the new entry to the fire team. And we have the first died, two sections, pretty much. Yeah, on the first encounter, we died one time or two times, I think, and then this just week? somehow fucking ran all the way through it. No, yeah, well, I was talking about last week. Oh uh, yeah, last week we died twice. This week we just even with Jacob on the team. As we just ran player, through just ran for through. the first time and we spent it took us like a collective what seven hours to fucking kill that to finish that first encounter for the first time yeah it, it was insane <laughs> and then we uh we cleared the second encounter twice and that's as far as we progressed through the raid but uh we got the we got the halloween event happening in destiny i think there's probably halloween events happening at any fucking game with weekly updates right now though all yeah. over the place yeah yeah which are cool. Like this, these are my favorite kind of updates because then you get the weird spooky shit. Yeah. Oh, and it's this. a huge update too. Like it's not just Halloween. They're they dropped a 
another metric fuck ton of content. So, yeah, they dropped a dungeon. They dropped new event on the moon. Bunch of new weapons. Fucking. So you're saying it's time for me to play that game again? Yeah. I, mean, I don't know why you ever stopped, and we have a full group going. <laughs> yeah. Well, when the full group is around while I'm at work, that makes things a little difficult, you know. <laughs> Get these pop-ups on my phone. I'm like, oh, everyone's doing the raid, and I'm here help, helping this old lady who's who's yelling at me about how she doesn't like Nike anymore. Cool. <laughs> like, oh, oh, sorry, Blanche, are you trading in your fucking Jays? <laughs> Uh, it's a whole big thing. Uh, yeah, I will. I can't play that game alone anymore. It just is too grating on my brain. That's fair. I don't. I'm so, not, I don't particularly love to play it unless I'm with friends. Right. So you know, once the the schedules sync up a little more, I will dive back in and maybe get some shit done. Yeah. So the other thing I did, and I think we could probably. Matt, do you have other things to talk about other than that movie that we both watched and Destiny? I do, but we can do the movie first. Okay, so Hereditary is a movie that's been out for over a year now, right? Hell yes, it is and has. You've seen it, right, Jordan? Hell yes, I did. Okay. And have. You you Okay. (laughs) Thank you for covering all of your verbs. Uh, And will. This is the this is the last thing that I did. So anyone that knows me like decently knows that your boy has a serious fucking aversion to horror, the genre of horror, whether it be video games or movies. I when Jacob and I play or I didn't even play this, this is how fucking bad it is. Jacob, we went over to Matt's house when Jacob lived with him and Jacob played through the full PT demo. Right. I left the fucking house and sprinted my at the time. I think I was probably th- 300 plus pounds. I moved my fat ass so fast through that fucking yard into my truck to leave. I could not believe how <laughs> fast I just ran at something in my head. So yeah. <laughs> that being said, <clears throat> I finally that I mean, that was that was it was a while ago it was when PT came out. Um, it was more recent than I'd like to admit, but. Yeah. I get like really fucking bad anxiety from like jump scare stuff, but not really anymore because I have anxiety about like other shit. (laughs) I I guess I don't have time to be afraid of it anymore, but I watched hereditary this week or this week. Me and Kendra watched it and I liked it. And Matt has been withholding for almost a full week. I think now you, you do your spiel. (laughs) Unless that was your spiel. The movie, okay. No, I mean, overall, I didn't know what the fuck was going on for 95% of this movie. I really, I finished the movie and felt like I needed to rewatch it because I felt like so much shit got dumped on me at the very end. Yeah. Like shit that I couldn't keep up with. Like, I I feel like things that I was supposed to be noticing, I kind of pick up on it. I'm like, oh, she's talking about DID, which is dissociative identity disorder, which synonymous with and uh with a possession if you if you decide to uh believe in that so i really fucking i don't know i i really enjoyed how it explained everything because everything felt so fucking random in the and just like looking back at all of the all the foreshadowing that happened like the the payment insignia was on the the telephone pole that charlie had her that thing happened to her remember that thing that happened to charlie guys i remember that thing that happened 
Yeah, so the, the insignia was on that. Yeah, the thing that happened. So I was watching this. I was watching Hereditary, thinking Charlie is gonna be something like pivotal to this story. There's clearly something. There's clearly like something going on with her. Which is, I I don't know how to say this without being a dick, but like with her appearance, she seems to have constant health problems. She has a peanut allergy. She, she just seems like she has to be like everything has to be monitored with her. She's one of those children. Right. And so, of course, the, when the fucking allergy thing, which they kind of like smash over the head in the, in the beginning of like, that doesn't have peanuts in it. Right. And then they go to the they go to this party. And for whatever reason, these fucking girls are chopping 16 pounds of walnuts. I don't know why they're chopping that many walnuts, but they are. And Charlie starts fucking digging into some cake and there's nuts in there and she's suffocating and she gets she gets her head knocked off by a telephone pole while her brother's rushing her back. Matt, I want to hear what your reaction was to that because I have a feeling that you laughed. No, you, you, I'm going to do my shit here. You, you finish up there. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for you to like, just give me some feedback. Cause I just, I don't know. I liked after I watched the end of the movie, I liked the whole movie more. But as I was watching it, I'm like, how is this Jacob's top film of last year? How? But then you got it. Then I got it. Then the end of it, you're like, oh, fuck, I get it now. But even then I didn't. I had to start Googling shit. I'm like, okay, so uh, why? And then, so I want to ask you guys this. When Annie does the seance in her own house for the first time, is Charlie there at any point? Uh, it's been Charlie's a spirit. long time. It's been a, a long time. It, okay, so- it's whatever fucking entity, what was it, Paimon? Yeah, I think yeah. it's what they were trying to summon because the cult was there from the fucking beginning. So yeah, so the people that the the movie opens up with the with the with the funeral, and did you guys notice that the people that are at the funeral, some of them are in the support group, and also those are also uh-huh. the people from the cult, like the support group the, was the creepy smiling set guy. Up. Yes, yeah. that guy, yep. the naked dude in the corner. So the support groups were completely set up by the cult. And Joni was Joni was the acting leader after Queen Lay, as we learn she's called after Queen Lay dies. And so Joni's like the is the fucking David Miscavige of this cult. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Annie's just I'm, I can't blame Annie because she's one. OK, actually, I need to re- I ask. I got to ask another question. Is Annie and her is this this bloodline actually mentally ill? Or are they just plagued by a fucking demon? I and think is it's that part the of demon. what's okay? Is that part of what makes this movie so frightening? Yeah, to me, yeah. I okay. That's that was that was what I got out of that. Is that you? It's like oh, for me, I'm just I'm stupid. And I'm like oh, do I have anxiety and depression, or am I fucking possessed? Or is there a fucking demon inside my yeah. brain? Both. And so I thought it was I thought it was pretty cool that like. At first, you think that, oh, she goes to a support group. I had a, a bad feeling about Joni from the start. But you're like, oh, this is a nice old lady. Uh, she does things. The the mat reminds her of her mom. The play, or the, the, the doormat reminds her, uh, reminds Annie of her mom. Uh-huh. And you think, oh, wow. She, at first, you think she, uh, that Joni is helping Annie to, to cope with this. And you're like, all right, cool. Maybe Annie is just going to get a go fucking break because the poor woman is just getting beat into the ground every second of this movie okay i'm 
Uh, I'm going to jump in here because I can't keep silent any longer. This movie was fucking stupid. <laughs> like, flat out, this movie was stupid as fuck. Oh, my God. So I will say, the first 45 minutes to an hour, they had me. Like, that shit was legitimately horrifying. Act 3 lost you? The accidents... Like the reactions of everybody afterwards, like the son was named Peter driving, just driving back to the house with the corpse in the car, just him focused on his face. Like, holy shit. That scene was fucking great. Like when he just sits in the car, just staring straight ahead. He, he, the cars at first, I'm like, is he going to look back there and see if she's alive? I'm like, wait, it's fucking silent. Yeah. He knows she's dead. That's yeah. what I thought was great is like they didn't show the body. They just showed the reaction. And so like he gets home and then he's in bed. And then the next morning you hear the mom like wailing and screaming and rocking on the floor. That scene was fucking great like, too. After they, that scene, I literally, anything. I paused the movie. I was I can't fucking do this right now. I got up for 20 minutes. I made the popcorn, went to the bathroom, came back. I was like, okay, I'm composed. I can do this. First hour, <laughs> fucking fantastic. Oh my God. And it was at that point that even though I, you had the chick with the support group. I was like, okay, maybe it's just going to be the mom is because they've already alluded to the mental illness. I'm like, okay, the mom's just going to be going fucking nuts. She's going to light the entire family on fire. She's going to be seeing the daughter like all around the place, like spooking her out, like that kind of shit. And I was like, I'm there for it. I like that kind of horror. I fucking love where it's just like completely psychological, you know, shining level kind of shit. And as soon as the mom started being a melodramatic about the fucking cult with the journal she found in there and trying to burn the fucking book. I was like, son of a bitch. It's about to be every fucking possession movie ever. And sure as shit, it became Mr. Bones wild fucking fun ride for the rest of the movie. And any amount of dread of atmosphere was fucking gone for me. Like as soon as she threw, that book in the fire with the dad there and he burst into flames spontaneously i was laughing like a maniac like that was the funniest fucking shit i have seen in a movie and like you know since whenever the last time i said that was i know i said <laughs> since last week <laughs> since so, about a week I, ago I, yeah. I, was there, I was just like you have got to be shitting me and the, the next scene after that is peter waking up and then, like, the mom is all possessed at this point, you know, and she's supposed to be climbing the walls, except the CG is so bad. It looks like she's doggy paddling through the air, like, two feet behind them. Like, I was almost on the ground. I was laughing so hard. And then the son goes up into the thing. You got one of the cult members, like, giving him a fucking thumbs up, standing there naked with three other ones. And the mom yeets off into the... Oh, my God, did I just use that non-ironically? Son yeah. of a bitch. That's almost scarier. She, like... Oh, my people need me up <laughs> That's into the, the true horror. House. <laughs> and I was, like, it was so stupid. Like, the first half was so fucking good. And then at the end of it, when the grandma comes on and gives a voiceover over, it's like, yeah, I know what happened. Like, why did you need to include that? And it's like the freaking the indication that the cult planned the car crash. Like, how the fuck the cult planned the party, the peanut allergy, fucking Charlie sticking her head out the window at that exact moment where the fucking deer was. It, it ruined it. Like, I was pissed I wasted two hours watching that. Well, that road is the only, uh, that road was the only road in and out of where they were going. And so the cult placed the deer there after Peter went into the party. Yeah, but like, how do they plan the fucking cake i mean they're a demonic like cult like, <laughs> like it makes like, I no I can... sense i i don't know like yeah, it's a demonic I, I was cult there for it sense. 
until the actual supernatural shit started happening. Okay. And then I was it's, like, I'm done. <laughs> I've heard I've heard two very polarizing opinions on this movie, and it's that act three of this movie was some of the most frightening shit they've seen or act three completely ruined the first two acts for them. So Matt is the former or is the latter. I am the former because that fucking shot of her sawing her own head off is like, I don't know. I thought that shit was creepy as fuck. Jordan, where you at? Did, did you hear that, like right after he like jumps out the window? Yeah. <laughs> and did you hear it like plop <laughs> under the ground? <laughs> I was dying. I was like, oh my god. It's, I don't know. It's like, this is why I don't watch a lot of horror unless it is like Stephen King. I think he's like one of the only ones I could watch. Or fucking hill house was fantastic because it wasn't about the ghosts per se it was about the family and their fucking issues um i just laugh at a lot of horror because it's so cheesy it's so over the fucking top and i don't know jordan that's a take <laughs> how'd you feel what what how'd you feel about act three from the point that that annie kills steve and look i believe at that point I'm I'm pretty sure when Annie killed Steve, Payman then went into Annie's body, and that's why the was shit. Steve the dad? Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely what happens. So that's like when that's when she starts crawling. She's like air swimming, and also I thought the fucking the I I enjoyed in uh in that scene where Annie is fucking upside down on the ceiling, smashing her forehead in perfect rhythm into the door. Well, I feel that scene makes you feel made me feel really bad for Peter because he's literally like a sobbing little baby crying yeah, that, for his I, mommy, I like calling her because... mommy. I was like, oh, my, this fucking poor bastard was born to die and for his to, to watch everyone around him die to a demon that he will play host to for the rest of his corpse's life. Yeah, now that like that kid. His acting throughout was fucking heartbreaking. Like, holy shit. Like, Tony Collette, the chick that plays the mom, she was great in the first half. After that, I was God. But the kid nails it throughout, especially yeah, that scene great. when she's banging the head. Uh, I was like, holy shit. Like, that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Totally yeah. surprising coming from one of the two naked brothers. Wait, what? From the naked, the naked brothers, brothers band. The naked brothers band. No, there's like, like a yep. Mm-hmm. Alex, Alex Wolf was Alex in the Naked Brothers band. Okay, just the Naked Brothers band. It was a TV it was, show. It was a Nickelodeon show. Yep. Uh, okay. Anyway, right, yeah, I I feel like I feel like we said enough. Um, I don't really know. I thought. Okay, so did you, Matt? Did you notice that? I don't know that this would be as fresh in Jordan's memory. Did you notice that as there was like the sound of applause or whatever in the background while there were all the bells going off while King Payman was crowned. By the way, King Payman uh, is real, as real as you would believe a demon to be, if you believe in that. Uh, he actually comes from the lesser... It's a, it's a grimoire. It's like one of the most popular grimoires about demonology and stuff, and King Payman is in there, but not one of the eight kings of hell. There's more. But uh, did you notice that there are the applause sounds like way more fucking people 
applauding than could be in that scene and the thing and the noise yeah and the, that it was almost like, like the, the world like the yeah. world bowing to payment which was you know a little little spooky little spooky hint payment seems kind of cool though he's like all into the arts the the real payment uh, is into arts and knowledge and stuff like that so i mean he seems like a good guy yeah, just gotta think about it here or there <laughs> yeah look don't we don't we all He's said to carry the body of a man or carry. Yeah. The body of a man with, uh, with the appearance of a woman or the, the face of a woman. It's Charlie. Cause I think it was Charlie. Charlie was confirmed by the director. Didn't take over. Charlie was the host for payment her entire life. So right? it was okay. Okay. That's why it. she had so many problems. And that's why that's also why, uh, the, uh, the grandmother wanted her so bad and even breastfed her. And hence all the, uh, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. Right. You're going to catch a cold. That's okay. So yeah, there's definitely something fucked up with that kid the whole time. That makes yeah. sense. I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to rewatch and just like check out all the foreshadowing and symbols that are placed oh, throughout it because I think there's so a fuckload. Yeah. So much. So let me ask you this, Jordan, how is midsummer compared to this? Um, well, different. Can you different. say like better or worse? <laughs> Like Honestly, knowing my take on it, like better or worse for me. Um, is it more psychological or demonic? It's more like culty. Um, psychological. <laughs> I don't know. I'll, I'll still. I don't. It. I don't want to say too. Much. I think you should still watch it. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll still watch it. If if nothing else, you seem to get enjoyment out of Hereditary. <laughs> Uh, different kind of uh, uh, enjoyment, but it was. No, you said you were laughing. Like that's what that's what enjoyment is, right yeah. there, right? Oh, that's true. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I would. Yeah, I would still watch it. Yeah, maybe watch maybe it. get a drink or two or something. I don't know. It's, what about the witch? <laughs> your life. Same studio. Uh, the witch. The witch is. Uh, oof. Um, it's technically a horror movie, but it is one of those super subtle slow burn like. Mm-hmm. You have to want that to get enjoyment out of the witch. I've heard so many people who are like, the witch fucking sucked. And I'm like, well, I think you missed all of this stuff. And we talk about it and they're like, yeah, I guess I just wasn't in the mood for it or something. Because it is it is a vastly different experience. Yeah, I think with Hereditary, the issues that I had with it were just my own issues of like not catching shit and being just a generally dumb fella. <laughs> <laughs> Because I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more if I was able to keep track and like keep my head in one place and, you know, focus on it and absorb everything that the movie offered. Yeah. Matt, what else did you do? We played Destiny. You watched You watched. You wasted two hours. How else did you waste yeah. your week? Yeah. How much time do you want to spend on the outer worlds right now after all this? Uh, I am going to say one thing about the outer world. Two things. First. It's fantastic. I'm enjoying the shit out of it. It is an Obsidian RPG through and through. Secondly, Disco Elysium has ruined RPGs for me because it is so tame compared to that, and I just miss my horrific necktie. It is definitely a double-A type of game. Like You can definitely tell it's it's front-loaded a lot in the first couple of planets, and then after that it's a little more sparse in their options. Like, the, the fucking the faults or whatever they're called that I was looking forward to, like only one of them even matters. Like I picked like fucking robophobia or some shit and I haven't even gotten a prompt for it. Like that includes that in there. Whereas 
fucking Disco Elysium would have had a robot following you around or some shit. Or I I got a drug addict perk too because I fucking use the healing inhaler constantly. And you know, instead of where in Disco you got the fucking your your reptilian brain or your limbic system or whatever, be like, hey, you know, it's time for a fucking hit. Where when we gotta do this, we gotta sneak out from this guy. Blah 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 blah. No mention of it whatsoever, other than hey, you got a free perk point. Yay! But other than that, the normal writing is great. Um, Parvati is one of my absolute favorite RPG characters ever. Like, you know, he's the, awesome. The meme of Rosa from Brooklyn Nine Nine holding the dog or cat or whatever, being like, "I'll kill anybody in this room if you touch her." Like, yeah, that that's me with Parvati. Like, I've it, fucking I don't know. It's like Kaylee from Firefly. It's just absolutely adorable. But yeah, that that's a, a good comparison for sure. Uh, I wonder if that was on purpose. Oh, it has to be. And then you got the preacher, like the preacher in Parvati. Like I haven't used anybody else because when you get the preacher, you're bringing him this book, right? And beforehand, he's all like preacherly and yes, 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 my son, that kind of shit. And as soon as you hand him the book, he starts looking through. He's like, "This isn't fucking French. I can't read fucking French. What the fuck is wrong with this?" Yeah. Like, oh shit! I like you. Come on, let's go. But, I like how when you use his abilities, he's like. You know, you will die for your sins or something, and he <laughs> right. spins around and shoots, and it's fucking great. Um, I I just want to say uh, I'll probably talk more about this next week because we we won't have uh, quite as much to talk about and prolong the episode probably. But um, this is kind of Fallout New Vegas, but with a lot better writing, mm-hmm. and I think that's the best way to describe how this like feels. It also has like a lot of Mass Effect in it. You even, you know, even your party has the exact same like Mass Effect screen where they're all just standing there and there's empty spaces for the ones you don't have. Yep. Um, It's just there's a staggering amount of different ways you can seemingly play this game. Um, I'm really enjoying being this kind of sort of greedy character who also like tries to toe the line. Like there was there was one quest where it's like, oh, you can either. Uh, send this power to this place or this place. Like those are your two options. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to send it to this place and fuck these people over. And then I go talk to them and they're like, well, fuck you for fucking us over. And I was like, but wait, what if I can fix that too? And so, you know, I worked things out and, you know, they were ingratiated into the other place and it, it all worked out pretty well. Uh, There also is the ability to kind of undermine the entire story, like almost immediately. Because it's this thing with this doctor who rescues you, who is hunted by the corporation. And at some point, pretty early on, they're like, yeah, we're looking for this doctor. And I'm like, oh, I know where to find him. I'll tell you exactly where he is. <laughs> and then I did that. <laughs> oh, Shane, actually did it. <laughs> um, we'll, we'll talk in a non-spoiler, in like a spoilery sense, like, somewhere else about that uh but but yeah i'm like i'm a greedy motherfucker i want that money here he is also he's kind of a dick i was sleeping peacefully and now i'm in this fucked up world because of him uh so there's this i I have a feeling I, i said before i probably wouldn't play this game more than once but um i totally think i'm going to see this character through and then start with like a completely different character yeah i'm for myself, I am definitely Rick Sanchezing the shit out of this. I'm just going around fully points, all science, nothing and anything else besides like some hacking with a shrink ray and let my companions do all the fucking work. There you <laughs> go. And fucking fantastic. So did you um did you get to 
Pavardi's love interest portion. Yes, I'm trying to help this poor girl out. It's I don't, oh, I'm man. loving this fucking quest. It's hilarious. I uh, successfully navigated the opening portion of that when I totally didn't think that I would, and um, that's it's fucking great. It's awesome. Yeah, Th- there's, I'm liking- there's a lot of really cool like character moments there, and um, you know even subtle or not so subtle call outs as to why your character is not a fuck fiend like in mass effect so yeah i think I, i'm actually really cool. enjoying the shit out of that it's like yes i'm playing matchmaker this time instead of you know fucking pulling the mass effect thing but right i am it's a great game fantastically written i'm gonna i think i've got like three playthroughs planned out that i'm gonna do like over the course of the next few months i'm, I'm not playing this back to back like i could go tour uh, right mainly because while the dialogue is the best part, the combat's kind of shitty, and the loot is like the same, but you get some better numbers on the same gun. Yeah, it's it's so. not an impressive amount of loot, but some of the like yeah. uh, science weapons are really cool. Oh, this the fucking shrink ray is my baby. It's fucking hilarious yeah. when you shrink down a guy and you're, just, you're the fucking mini me and running off, and or you shrink down one of the giant robots and they take off into the air and land with a little tiny thud, and I don't know, it's great. So yeah, I love it. And then there's the blood. Did you? In the first planet, uh, when you go into the little cannery place and you're talking to the lady, <laughs> she's like, yeah, we had, like, I'm the closest living relative of the guy that got died. You know, we had to uh-huh. <laughs> beat his brains up off the wall real quick because, you know, we didn't want to get caught because that would be considering damage, damaging company property because he committed suicide. And you're like, wait, you said he was family. No, I'm just the closest person I was just... to him at his time of death. Like... <laughs> I was just the closest person relative to him. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> so there's some great shit in there for sure. Uh, but the whole, the world, I think, is the best part of this game where it's like this mm-hmm. super capitalistic fucking, here's the end of the line for this shit. And it's horrifying, but also great at the same time. Yeah. So this game actually got compared to Fallout so many fucking times that I became convinced that it was made by Bethesda because I'm very ignorant to the game. Well, Obsidian did do Fallout New Vegas, and New Vegas is considered the best Fallout, so... Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was before they were not allowed to touch Fallout anymore, apparently. Uh-huh. Uh, did you end up doing anything else? Nothing. I, no, 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 I did, I did, I did, because I'm going to talk about this last week, too. So I did get MLB The Show 19 Yep. from PS Plus. Um, I just want to say that this is a fucking baseball RPG with the, with the GoPro mode or whatever the fuck it's called. There are equipment slots. And there's a fucking perk tree. Yep. For a fucking what baseball game. <laughs> and it's I've, amazing. Oh <laughs> I've been God. saying it for there's a long time, man. The fucking builds. The future yeah, of classes. It's amazing. <laughs> the future classes? of sports games is in RPGs, man. I'm telling you. Because <laughs> I mean it makes it makes sense, right, Trace? Because you have your yeah. people that are good at batting and your people that are good at defense and all this other shit. So um yeah, I love that they lean harder into that than anyone else does. It's fucking great. That's it's, way cool. That's way cooler than fucking opening a stat window and saying, Oh, this dude sucks at batting. All right. Yeah, no, like my dude is definitely built for like powerhouse batting kind of shit. <laughs> Swing and, the bat, hit the home run. That's all I want. <laughs> yep. And the fucking announcers, whenever I make like a good, because I've made a third baseman, <laughs> whenever I make a good play, the announcer's like, 
You know, you don't expect to see that from him. So good <laughs> job. But it's like you motherfuckers. I mean, place this game. Shut up. <laughs> oh. Just, just waiting for the time he fucks up. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, there's dialogue options. There's you know, building rapport with your teammates. It's deep as fuck. I there's love a hearthstone. There's a <laughs> crafting table. Yeah, there's a raid boss. You know, once you do get to the series, and <laughs> but. It's fun. I play a couple of games a night, and it takes like thirty minutes. And I'm still yeah. in Devil Eye Ball at the moment, but I will, I'll make my way up. <laughs> is world is the World Series over? Not it's yet. Tonight. Is it happening right now? I think so. Either tonight or tomorrow. I can't remember. Okay. I think it's tonight. No, to... it's tomorrow. Damn it! No, nope. like... it's right now, and the Nationals are about to win it. Oh yeah, it's the top of the ninth. Wow, Top you heard it here first, but... It's fucking loaded. Oh, Holy shit. Well, you, you heard it here last, probably, because... Uh, <laughs> well, you know. Can I just... Can I just say, real quick, I appreciate how big the Nationals' dick is right now, because... <laughs> they got rid of fucking Bryce Harper, the Phillies sucked with him, and now the Nationals are about to win the World Series without him after everyone They're... jumped on his dick for the fucking home run derby? Well, not even that, but like... You trade away your best player, sure. Okay, fine. You go to the World Series. Yeah, that's awesome. You, <laughs> you kind of win it. You kind of club <laughs> the consensus favorites all year. They just an even bigger lead. <laughs> the consensus favorites also got one of the best pitchers in baseball this year, and they're about to lose. I think. Okay, well, we probably shouldn't, you know, uh, put the hex on because there's still one more inning, and the Astros are still a very fucking good team, but. I just think that that's great. The I just want to say that if the Astros uh-huh. win this next year and all future sporting events, the Game Quest property will be taking bribes for putting out a prediction for your game so that the opposite <laughs> will happen. Because you know that's how we yes. roll. <laughs> just as we heard yeah. earlier, the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl next week or next week, next year. And uh, that means that's not going to happen. So Hopefully it means they're not going to happen. The hex. Um, yeah, and the game quacks, quacks, yes. Um, and our prices are super affordable. Um, this podcast is going very long, so real quickly, I will just say I played Outer Worlds. We'll talk about that more next week. I played just a fucking ass load of Call of Duty Modern Warfare, and I will say, uh, a this game is good. Uh, if you were in any doubt, this is probably the best Call of Duty since Modern Warfare Two. Uh, that I think is without question. Um, B, the level at which you can customize your guns, I think is astounding. I've always been a heavy like P90 user because that thing shoots 50 fucking bullets. It shoots them very fast, but it shoots at a very uh, low range. However, I got this upgrade where I put this fucking barrel on it that essentially turns it into an assault rifle and I'm loving it. <laughs> um, it the thing is why I'm going to put a picture of this thing in the chat and if anyone like knows what the standard thing looks like, you'll be like, what the fuck is that abomination? But it's great. Um, third, the campaign is really fucking good. They're, they're going for it. Like they were talking a lot before this game came out about how they were going to go for it. And they fucking went for it. Um, there's one problem though, that I feel that I really want to talk about. Uh, they've been getting some negative. Uh, they've been getting some backlash about a certain mission in this game. And, I really would love to know how this happened. Um, so it's it's uh, modern warfare. It's supposed to be sent in like set in like current times, right? Yeah. Um, modern. Are you 
Are either of you familiar with the real life event known as the Highway of Death? Yes. No. Uh, Vaguely. Uh, to put it in simple terms, to put it in the simplest of terms, at the end of the Gulf War, um, America committed what many s- saw as an, um, uh, fucking what's the term? A war crime? A, a war crime, yes. A war crime. Um, there's this road that connects um, fucking Iraq and Kuwait, I believe. Yep, Kuwait and- City to the border town of Safwan. Yeah, essentially, from what I understand, and I might be, this was the early 90s, I was a child, um, America bombed that road and many civilian lives were lost. Um, oh, we don't talk about that very much, I guess. In modern warfare, they refer to the Highway of Death by name. I don't know if this is just like the name of that road or they should have called it something else because in the game, they say that the Russians did that. Oh, which is fucking weird, dude. <laughs> that is really weird. Like you want this game to be like really topical and shit. And that is just a really strange thing to have in your game. So Activision uh, Blizzard has a little weird thing happening with China. Would you mind explaining to me the relationship between China and Russia? Uh, they're best buds. Um, Putin and Winnie the Pooh. They just get along like Winnie the Pooh and uh, Honey, as far as I know. Okay. Is that true? I don't actually know if that's true or not. I know nothing about the political relationship between uh, Russia and China, okay. only that they're both terrible places and their leaders are both terrible people. Yeah, that's a that's a weird thing to it's a weird country to cast. If you're going to rewrite it, why not just say some someone that you don't like did it? Well, why don't you just call it not the highway of death? Like that's the name of the thing in the world that we live in. You set this game in a fake country, like the countries in in this campaign do not exist, and then you say that the highway of death occurred and that Russia was responsible. Yeah, yeah, they could have called it like the highway of sorrow and a country that doesn't actually exist did it. The fucking, uh, I don't know, the 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 fuckistans did it. (laughs) (laughs) We don't know who did it. It's just, it's really, like that, that's that's weird that's a really weird misstep um yeah i don't know i just wanted to mention that real quick because that's fucking weird (laughs) that's the only word i can come up with because it's it that's what it is um otherwise the game is really good i really look forward to finishing this campaign playing through some of that spec ops and just wasting away my life in that multiplayer because i'm loving it i'm loving it ba-da-ba-ba-ba pay us taco bell mcdonald's yeah, somebody. Uh, Trace, do your thing. Uh, cool. the, 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 uh, the thing, you, the thing you put in the chat, and then yeah, the we thing, wanna, and then in the in since the time of our last episode, the great, great John Witherspoon. Uh, personally, my favorite is him as uh, uh, fucking granddad. But John Witherspoon left us at the age of seventy-seven, so we want to pay tribute and uh, give respect to John Witherspoon because that motherfucker put hot sauce on a burrito, baby. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> everyone better put hot sauce on a burrito today. Uh, I will tomorrow. How does that sound? Okay. Um, yeah, good. Great actor. I mean, he was in just so much shit over the years. Um, probably best known visually for like Friday, uh, Friday after next. Um, but yeah, he was granddad in the Boondocks. Just, just a shame. Seventy-seven years old. Yep. I mean, seventy-seven. That's a that's a life. I hope he got. I hope he did everything he wanted to. I'm sure he did. He did everything he wanted to, plus some. But uh, 
oh shit i was gonna i was gonna ask something of oh what do you got what does this mean for the next boondock season toast or is no. it already done no, I don't. Th- I don't think either of those are true. Yeah, I mean, it'll still happen. I don't think it was already done. Um, oh man, are we gonna have I, to watch Granddad die in an episode, man? That's, well, like, that's what I was gonna say. Like, I wonder if they'll do that sort of thing. But I mean, dude, I watched. I don't even watch Riverdale. Kendra was watching the episode where they paid tri- uh, tribute to Luke Perry and like had his character service, and I was like, this is fucking sad. Luke Perry's actually. I didn't even. I w- I couldn't pick Luke Perry out of a fucking lineup, dude. And here I was tearing up over this over this <laughs> show, man. Dude, no shit. The episode in Glee where they, you know, uh, fucking have their their you know main character guy. Uh, his name is Flynn, and his the actor who portrayed him um, overdosed in the middle of one of their or in between a couple of their seasons, and they pay tribute to that on the show and it's uh it fucks up fucks me up dude like yeah. it's it's rough it's it's one of those things that i like laughed at as an 18 year old now that i'm like in my mid-20s i'm like oh i cry at everything now this is cool <laughs> i'm a human now yeah <laughs> anyways all right so that's been game quest for the week that's, a, that's game quest for two weeks damn near uh but not actually <laughs> you can find us on facebook at game quest you can find us at twitter and instagram at game quest log you can find a link to our Discord server down in the show notes. And with that, take your award, get the fuck out, and hail John Witherspoon. And go Nationals. Yeah, go Nats. Two Did outs away. Yet? Did they win yet? Two, no. two outs away. Ask one more time. Did they win yet? <laughs>